show the sway. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. And we walk on and it's to ride in a one house out of sleigh. In a one house out of sleigh. All right, that's a little Jingle Bells uh, by Hyrax in all capitals, um, or or also H-Y-R-A-X. I have no idea who they are, uh, but it fits the mood. You know, Christmas season is here, and uh, I'm a little bit on edge, you know. Uh, the thing of it is, um, you Pennsylvania guys know that some new, uh, some new restrictions have rolled in and we'll be coming back tonight um no indoor dining at restaurants bars that kind of stuff uh no movie theaters any of that stuff no gyms unfortunately um so all kinds of seasonal depression uh and then you add that kind of stuff on you know christmas season will be good so hopefully after the christmas season everything will get back to normal um but to add uh you know to pile on top of those things, uh, shutting down and the fact that, uh, we don't know when, when it's going to get any better. Um, I didn't start cam acres last night. Uh, so fuck me. Um, 21 points out of cam acres would have been really, really nice to have, uh, especially as of about 15 minutes ago, Julio Jones is rolled out. So the fantasy gods are basically laughing in my face, telling me, Hey, pal, it's not your year. You snuck into the playoffs, um, put on a decent little show last week. But that's going to be it for you, um, as I will now uh, – well, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's, it's going to be a hell of a weekend making decisions. Um, just the quick stat line on Cam Akers, who essentially was the only fantasy usable player last night in that game. Uh, the Rams scored a defensive touchdown. Jared Goff dove for a touchdown. He also threw a touchdown to Cooper Cup, but Cup and Woods were both pretty, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say silent, but they were quiet. Uh, I think Goff only threw for like 137 yards. Uh, Cam Akers didn't even find the end zone, um, but he had 29 carries for 171 yards, had a couple catches for uh, 23 more yards. Um, very good. I was I was torn. Um, transparency, obviously. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but just letting you know where I'm where I was coming from. I was torn, um, and this is why I hate Thursday games. Had that game been on Sunday, if there was just no Thursday game, I would have played Cam Akers on Sunday, hundred percent. Doesn't matter if Julio was out or not, I would have played him. I did not want to get four points out of Cam Akers last night and go into Sunday looking at a bigger deficit. Um, obviously, I look at it now, and it's like, yeah, I would have had a twenty one point jump start, and it would have probably covered up, you know, the absence of Julio. Um, obviously I'm going to play Carson and and Dalvin Cook. So it would have been a flex situation. Uh, you know, it's, I'm going to kick myself for it. Um, but so can everybody else that has, uh, tossed Chris Carson in and out of their lineups and rosters throughout the season. Uh, the Rams backfield isn't exactly known to be trustworthy. Um, a message just came into the group thread from Jeff saying, guess who played acres in their two other leagues. I was rooting hard for him in those leagues. Don't mean shit. So deep down, I wanted him to do terrible. Then, and guess what? Uh, Jeff, we don't give a fuck about your other leagues, okay? So take your other leagues, shove them up your ass. Um, that's where we're at. So we're gonna, what we're going to get into now, um, we're going to quickly go through a week 13 uh, recap. A lot of important stuff went on there. Uh, being that it's Friday, though, we kind of know what happened. So 
not going to spend a ton of time on it. We only have two matchups to preview. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is look at the playoff bracket as a whole and probably give you guys a pick on who I think is going to be our 2020 Domination League champion. Um, Jeff, can you please stop texting me? Uh, you send six, seven messages here without a response. Nobody gives a fuck, brother. Nobody cares. I'm going to respond to you. You'll like this one. Okay, so week 13, um, I dubbed that Brian, or I'm sorry, I dubbed that DJ and I were the matchup of the week. I uh, Maybe a little Freudian slip there with the dub dubby matchup that's going to be uh, discussed here in a minute. But uh, DJ and I basically battling for a playoff spot. I needed the win and, I, and to uh, beat him by like 20-ish points overall. Unfortunately, I only beat him uh, by just under 20 points. So that allowed DJ to get in no matter what. Um, it wasn't exactly a great matchup. Uh, I guess 147 on my side is pretty pretty decent. 23 out of Dalvin, 20 out of da- uh, Chris Carson, 17 for my kicker. My kicker nearly outscored his quarterback. They played on the same team, Butker and Mahomes. And that was uh, that was a big swing there. Just Stephon Diggs put in good effort on Monday night to get him back into the mix a little bit closer and to obviously close that 20-point gap, uh, which would have allowed me to be the five seed instead of the six seed. Uh, DJ and I talked a lot about who we would rather play. Um, realistically speaking, and I, I'll regret saying this on here, we both agreed we'd rather play Jeff. Um, and, you know, we'll see how that's going to turn out. So I got that win and didn't secure myself in the playoffs because I didn't beat him by 20, but – as we go to the next matchup, we're going to talk about uh, the team names now, Hide and Zeke, which that's Bar. We all know that. He uh, he got a W and moved himself into second place, which got him a bye. Good for Bar. He needed it, trust me. He only put up 130 points, on, and the good thing for him was he was playing uh, Chunky Lemon Milk, which I don't believe was his name last week, but that's Heath. And he put up a whopping 106. So not only did he lose and drop out of the playoffs, he needed to uh, score a decent amount of points as well to – I mean, consider if if he would have won, he needed to uh, – I'm not sure if there would have been a chance for him to get in. I think he needed to outscore me by 12 is what we figured out. But he didn't. He only scored 106 points. Uh, a lot of that had to do with Antonio Gibson's injury. Uh, he left the game early. A.J. Brown, he was banged up as well. Um, actually, if you look at his, his roster, he's got a handful of uh, questionable, questionable, doubtful guys that look like they were banged up. Youngway Koo had 12, Naheem Hines had 12, Cooks and A.J. Brown a little over 11, and Kirk Cousins with 21. Not not a big number. Kirk Cousins, 21, far and away his highest scoring player. Uh, oh, sorry, they're uh, Hollywood Brown. <laughs> Hollywood Brown with 14.9 points. Uh, Barr, Josh Allen did big. DeAndre Hopkins did pretty well. Kiki QT was a great start. Barr also... Uh, Left Ebron on the bench with 13.8, which was a good number for a tight end. And also Marvin Jones, uh, who I believe was the number three scoring receiver on the week. Um, but, you know, that's what Barr normally does. He really – he he's just a dunce, basically. Um, but, hey, who am I to say I left Cam Akers on the bench this week? So, Barr gets the win. He gets a bye. Um, I, I think everybody in the playoffs and maybe even those outside the playoffs would love to be facing Barr's team right now. The only person on his team that you can guaranteed count on, and sometimes that's even iffy, is Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a monster. Um, He's got the ceiling that is unlimited. He's got a pretty solid floor because he's got a good rushing base. Um, 
But Hopkins has, hasn't been as good as normal, uh, although 19 points are pretty good. Devontae Parker's going to be back to playing with Tua. Uh, Kiki QT is wide receiver two, but actually he's like a wide receiver four or five. Um, I actually like QT the rest of the way. Zeke, who knows what's coming there? Um, that, that team's been so volatile. Uh, Duke, or I'm sorry, David Johnson, same same deal. He just hasn't been as good as maybe projected. I think this might be the uh, the swan song for David Johnson in fantasy. He'll be uh, one of those guys that we look back on fondly to his good years, but he's probably going to play a couple more years and just kind of peter out. Um, James White, Hunter Henry, those guys are, are whatever. You're, he's not going to play James White. I believe James White was released back to the free agent pool. Um, Tyler Bass, good kicker. I will give you that. Indy defense is solid. Ebron will be okay if you plug him in. Godwin, obviously, is fine. Todd Gurley is nothing, you know. So, Barr's team is just – is if Barr wins this league this year, it will be based on the team he played having a bad game rather than his team probably having a good game. That's my opinion. Uh, okay, to continue these recaps, we had the dubby uh, as Brovi beat the dog shit out of Ethan, uh, allowing Ethan to secure that fourth-place uh, spot and um, a date with DJ this week in the playoffs. Brovi, uh, I believe Brovi climbed up into, he's eighth place, I guess, but um, has been scoring at a pretty decent clip lately. Of the uh, consolation teams, Brian is the highest scoring team by a pretty fair margin. And, uh, it you know, that doesn't mean shit, but good for him. Actually, Brian outscored me and... DJ, so Brian, good for you. Good uh, and nope, sorry, misread. Little little bit of uh, dyslexia there. Um, but he was within shouting distance of Jeff, you know. So Brian was scoring points in the playoff teams. A lot of that came lately. We talked about how um, you know his team was coming on strong. He put up 171. Uh, big game from Corey Davis. Big game from Aaron Jones. James Robinson. James Robinson's a beast. Hawkinson with a nice game. Miles Gaskin returned to the lineup with a solid game. Jason Sanders is like the hidden gem of fantasy football as a kicker. Um, so good games there. On uh, Ethan's side, Justin Herbert did absolutely nothing in an absolute dick whipping by the Patriots. Devontae Adams was a star as usual. Woods was even pretty good above his uh, projected. But his running backs, again, Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary combined for under 20, or right around 20, I guess. Um Goddard was okay. Amari Cooper was good at the touchdown, but just not enough. 134 is not a bad day. It's right there in the middle, I guess, but Brian put up a really nice day. And, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. That matchup was uh, a pride matchup. It had not really any implications on the playoffs, just a little bit of seeding stuff. Then we talk about um, how do you like me now versus get Taylor Swifty, which is now Jake's name. And Jake, again, failed to score 100 points. Um, He put up 98.6. Evan, not a great game, wouldn't have beat many other teams in the league, but put up 123, uh, a lot of which came from Ryan Tannehill and Travis Kelsey. That would have been uh, over 50 points of that came from those two guys. Ridley with an okay game. Michael Thomas with a volume-based okay game. Running backs for him were bad, under 10 points combined. Uh, And actually, if you throw in Latavius Murray, who is his flex, they're probably under, I'm not going to do the math, but I'm going to guess looking right around under 12 points total. Um not a great day, but Jake got the, uh, as everybody else that also is a Clyde Edwards-Alaire owner, Jake got totally boned by Andy Reid, a zero by Clyde Edwards-Alaire, as he was active and played approximately zero snaps. 
Um, if he plays a little bit, Matt Ryan has a slightly better game. We're probably looking at Jake pulling this win off. Christian Kirk was kind of bad, um, and the Pittsburgh defense was not where they were normally. But, you know, Jarvis Landry, good game. Deontay Johnson, good game. McLaurin wasn't great. Jonathan Taylor was good. Berkser was a good uh, weekly play there for Jake. Unfortunately, Jake is going into the uh, consolation bracket, and he's the lowest scoring team by quite a lot. But the good news is that doesn't matter because Jake could be the 10th place team, but he could also end up with that number one pick next year, and uh, there's a lot to play for. So uh, I expect Jake to continue to try and pull that off. Uh, and what, what we can only call an absolute murdering, and it it's only sets up for Jeff to avenge this against me this week. Stacy beat the absolute shit out of Jeff. Stacy with 182. I almost said that Brian was the highest scoring team on the week. Um, he is not. 171 was a good number. Stacy put up 182.4. Jeff with only 95. Um, we were almost looking at a 100-point victory there. Uh, you know, if things swing a little bit differently. Um, Stacy's team, really good. Aaron Rodgers with a good game. Keenan Allen, a down game uh, in that 45 nothing loss. Cooper Cup was fine. Allen Robinson was fine. Alvin Kamara has been was better than he has been. Um, David Montgomery, his best game of the year. He scored two touchdowns. Prior to that, he had one on the season. Uh, obviously, the big number comes from Darren Waller. The um, I want to say it was third or fourth highest scoring tight end game all time in fantasy. Uh, 48 points, 200 receiving yards. Um, Brandon Ayuk was a great flex play. I, I mentioned last week on the show that I wasn't sure what she was going to do. Um, and then after I looked back at it, I didn't hate the call. I was nervous about Ayuk with his conditioning level and stuff with the being out for three weeks with the COVID stuff. But Drake against a good Rams defense also was a scary thing. So good for Stacy for realizing that she also had negative points from her defense and still put up 182. So, uh, we're looking at a team that is, you know, when, when it's clicking, it's clicking. Uh, unfortunately for Jeff, he did not click. Um, and I would love to be playing against this lineup this week. Fortunately for him, he's got uh, Mike Evans back. He's going to get uh, Robbie Anderson back from by uh, the Tampa Bay defense if he so chooses. I think he picked somebody else up, though. So, um, And I would love for Derrick Henry to score five points. Unfortunately, uh, they play the Jaguars. So Derrick Henry probably going to run for about 600 yards uh, this week. Last week. Bad game. Good game by Thielen with 21. Wayne Gallman with a solid game. Wayne Gallman's been a good acquisition for Jeff. Other than that, pretty much everybody else underperformed. Uh, Metcalf with an okay game, but uh, just not not what Jeff needed. But it uh, it kind of sets Jeff up nicely. He could have had a bye with a win, um, and that, that game was straight up for first place. If Jeff would have won, he would be uh, sitting pretty. And if Stacy would have lost, I would have been playing Stacy in the first round yet again. Um, so it kind of worked out for her. It worked out for Jeff because Jeff gets to play me. Um, and as you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it fully, but obviously looking at what's, what's transpired with the acres and Julio news, uh, it's not, not looking great for me. Uh, and I believe we have that. That was it. That was all the uh, recaps. So that's where we're at. Uh, we'll move on to week 14. I'm not going to go through transactions this week. It was We're getting to the point where transactions really don't matter that much. Uh, there was a handful of people that were you know, acquired, but probably nobody that's going to make a big splash. I know, well, and actually Cam Akers was one of those people. Um, 
So like I said, I, he, he'd been on my team two or three other times throughout the year. He's been on other rosters. It's not like I'm the only person that uh, made the mistake of throwing him out to the to the waiver wire. Um, T.Y. Hilton and Jamison Crowder, I believe Jake picked up. I wouldn't be surprised if Jake start one or both of those guys. Crowder especially with, uh, you know, Denzel Mims is going to be out with uh, – had a family issue or something and has been unable to return to New York and won't be able to be – tested enough to pass the protocol. Uh, so Crowder, I think, is a good good play. T.Y. Hilton has been on fire the last couple of weeks, uh, which kind of downgrades my Michael Pittman. Uh, so we got teams on bye in the championship quarters. Uh, Stacy, number one seed, and Barr, the number two seed, they'll be uh, resting up. Stacy decided, you know, Cooper Cup just needed to score a touchdown last night. So she, uh, not playing anybody, but did get some points in the Thursday night game. Uh, in the quarterfinal uh, consolations, actually it would be semifinal technically because none of them are playing. So we got Heath on by, Jake on by, they'll play each other next week. We got Evan on by and Brian on by, they'll play each other next week. In active matchups, we've got the four versus five, DJ versus Ethan, two easy versus Fly Miami Bro. And for Fly Miami Bro, he started the game off with the 8.1 out of Robert Woods. I feel your pain, my guy. I uh, felt that last night as well. Not going to talk about where because we don't do that, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, so Ethan gets a little bit of a uh, slow start. Obviously, that's a floor. That's a decent floor. You know, you'll see receivers get worse than that, and probably one of DJs. Um, quarterback matchup: Mahomes against Miami is fine. Uh, Miami defense is okay, but I expect Mahomes to be Mahomes. I think he'll do better than he did last week with 19 points. Herbert against Atlanta. I actually love this matchup for Justin Herbert. I think he could ball out. Uh, they need to bounce back. They've been playing really bad the last couple of weeks, and they need to kind of uh, save face with the fan base, which, as we know, I am one of, but the, there's not that many of us. But they need to do something to uh, instill a little bit of confidence going forward. Obviously, Anthony Lynn's probably out the door, but a lot of the players want to be back. You know, these other the assistant coaches and coordinators want to be back. Uh, the GM wants to be back, so they need to do something. I expect a good game from Justin Herbert. Uh, DJ's receivers, Diggs in Pittsburgh. Okay, it's not bad, uh, not great. Probably going to be cold. It's, it's Pittsburgh Sunday night, so, you know, I, I expect him to be fine. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Debo Samuel banged up foot, but I think he'll play. He plays Washington. Uh, I think that'll be fine. I think he'll be okay. Only projected 13.8 points. I think he can easily get to that. DJ Tark against Tennessee. Tennessee is absolutely dog shit against the pass, but uh, Mike Glennon is dog shit in general. Uh, over 250 passing yards in all his starts this this year, but DJ Chark has not been a beneficiary of that, um, although I think he missed a game and played last week, uh, but he wasn't great last week. Ethan, Devontae Adams against Detroit is a smash matchup. One, that's one of those ones where you fear, though, that they could get up early and uh, try to run the ball. Detroit's defense is just bad everywhere. So could be a good Aaron Jones game, uh, but Devontae will probably get enough work early to at least make a pretty good fantasy day. Obviously, we've already talked about Robert Woods. Tyreek Hill against Miami. Um, Miami, good secondary. Corners, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, uh, two of the better guys in the league, especially Howard. How Xavier Howard is looking at – you know, he's kind of having a Stephon Gilmore type season where he could maybe be defensive player of the year. I think TJ Watt's going to get it because TJ Watt leads like all pass rush uh, categories and the Steelers defense has been very good. Uh, but Tyreek Hill will be fine, I think. Uh, talking running backs, this is where DJ has the clear and obvious advantage. It's Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. 
Um, Chubb against Baltimore, that could be a little tougher, um, but I expect Chubb, that, and I think they'll go volume on him. I don't think they'll be trying to throw the ball, not really allowing Baker to uh, lose the game for them. Austin Eckler against Atlanta, again, a bang-up matchup. I think he'll be uh, you know, getting 20, 23 touches in that game, probably rushing the ball 16, 17 times, five catches. Uh, I think Austin Eckler will probably be DJ's high school run the week. I could see Eckler you know, up over the 20-point mark for sure. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Josh Jacobs for Ethan. Uh, Hunt in that same matchup as Chubb. I think Hunt could actually be uh, in line for a decent little amount of passing work. As I just said, I don't think they want to give Baker the chance to screw it up, but that could mean for Austin Hooper and Kareem Hunt uh, catching balls closer to the line of scrimmage, not really driving the ball down the field. Uh, we'll see how that Cleveland offensive line holds up. It is it is one of the better units playing right now. Um, if Hunt's going to have a good game, he's probably going to have to score a touchdown. I don't think he gets enough rushing volume to keep up with Chubb's number, and I don't know how many balls he catches, you know, maybe three or four at the most. Um, but I think if he gets in the end zone, that's that's obviously a good sign for Ethan. Josh Jacobs, um, limited practice yesterday. We need to see what he does today. Uh, I think if he's limited today even, and obviously if he's full participant today, he plays on Sunday. If he sits today, uh, I'm, he's probably not playing on Sunday. And even if a limited practice happens, it's going to make me not feel so certain. Uh, but obviously, Ethan's hoping to have him out there. Other options, uh, looking at the bench, would be Singletary, Fournette. Uh, Singletary against Pittsburgh, you probably don't want that. Fournette against Minnesota might be okay. Uh, and he also grabbed Ty Johnson uh, against Seattle, which if uh, Frank Gore is out, that's actually probably a good play uh, amongst those three options. Tight ends, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard. Uh, Andrews returning from missing a couple couple games. Yeah, a couple games with uh, COVID. Um, Dallas Goddard has been okay. Um, and even with the return of Zach Ertz, was pretty good last week. In the flex, we got Watkins versus Amari Cooper. Uh, clear advantage to Amari Cooper in that one, which goes to Ethan uh, against the Bengals. I think Amari will probably have a good game. Sammy Watkins. I think Sammy Watkins probably draws a lot of Byron Jones in that game. If Dolphins decide to shadow, I think they'll probably try to shadow Hill with Xavier Howard. And I, I think Sammy, Sammy Watkins is a non-factor in that game. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he gets goose egged. Uh, defensively, it'll be San Fran against Washington for DJ, which is an okay unit to be using. Um, Washington doesn't wow you. Uh, and Alex Smith showed early on in the season he's capable of turning the ball over. Uh, but they've been playing better lately, and he's been playing fairly secure with the ball. Ethan doesn't have one in. He's got Baltimore against Cleveland and Carolina against Denver on his roster. Uh, we'll see what he goes with there. That's that's a uh, that's an interesting choice because Baltimore against Cleveland is what we would think to be a solid matchup. Baltimore is just a good defense. Cleveland, you know, Baker is susceptible to turnovers. Uh, Carolina's defense isn't necessarily known as a great defense, but they're playing against a team that turns the ball over a lot. Drew Locke, uh, he loves to turn the ball over. So. Uh, looking at that matchup, it definitely didn't help Ethan to get out to the kind of slow start. Like I said, it is a good, I won't say a good, uh, decent floor. You know, it wasn't a zero, it wasn't five, it was 8.1. So he's not, that's not a terrible number. Uh, obviously, it drags his projection down. But without a defense in there, you know, you throw a defense in there and the projection is still going to look pretty close. Uh, I think DJ gets the win uh, based on his running backs alone. I think his running backs will be good, carry him enough. Uh, although I do, I am worried about DJ Chark and Sammy Watkins. Um, if one of those guys gets a zero, that could totally change the game. 
I think DJ wins this one in a fairly close one, um, but definitely not. Uh, I don't. I'm not strongly convicted about that. I definitely think Ethan has the better team overall. Uh, it's just Jacobs makes me nervous. I don't. I'm. The caveat would be if Jacobs plays, he doesn't have a great matchup. Uh, I still think I'm going with DJ. I like Ethan's team a lot. Um, it will be kind of a shame if it comes to an end like this because I've really talked up his team since draft day. I like the way he constructed his roster, um, and we kind of shit on DJ, and I still think DJ's wide receiver group is one of the weaker ones, if not the weakest one in the league. Uh, but just uh, just based on matchups and how the cookies are going to crumble, I'm going to give this one to DJ. Turning the page to Trailer Trash versus Evan's team, that's me and that's Jeff. And uh, as I've talked about many, many times already, Cam Akers played for me last night, uh, 21.4 points. However, he was sitting about eight spots down on the bench. Now, if Jeff is a good sportsman, and I know that Jeff is hes a shit talker. He's one of those guys that uh, likes to stir the pot a little bit, but I know deep down Jeff grew up playing sports just like most of us did. Um, you know, we all we all know the story of no doubting Thomas. You know, Jeff was a hero. And if Jeff wants to be a good guy and a hero, he'll allow Brian to sub Cam Akers into the flex. Because as a good sport, I didn't know that Julio wasn't going to play. I went on earlier about saying if this game was on Sunday, I'd have played Cam Akers. And if I would have known Julio was out yesterday, I definitely would have played Cam Akers. So if Jeff wants to be the good guy that we all know he is deep down during this Christmas and giving season and wants to have a real gentleman's competitive, fair matchup, he'll tell Brovy, hey, slide that guy into the flex. It's okay. We're, we're all good. We're, it's not going to be, you know, it's water under the bridge. Uh, it's going to be a good matchup. I, I want to win fair and square. Uh, but we all know that Jeff's kind of a piece of shit. He's definitely not going to do that. So uh, without further ado, let's talk about the actual matchup of guys that are going to play. Quarterback-wise, Kyler Murray against the Giants. Kyler needs to bounce the fuck back and have one of his 30-point games if I'm going to have a prayer. He's got Russell Wilson against the Jets, um, as well as DK Metcalf. I like to talk about those two together because it is it is probably the best stack we have in the league. Um those two are projected very high numbers, almost 25 for Russell Wilson, 21 and a half for DK. Those could definitely happen. I don't think they need to do that to beat the Jets, and I my hope is that they don't. Um, do I think they'll have fine games? Yeah, I do. I don't think Russell Wilson's getting seven points. I don't think DK's getting seven points. I think Russell Wilson probably gets, you know, he probably throws for 230 to 250 yards, Maybe he gets two touchdowns, runs for, you know, 15, 20 yards at some point. Uh, so it's a decent day. DK, you know, maybe six or seven catches, um, sneaking up on 100 yards. Maybe he catches a touchdown. That's a pretty good day. Um, but those would probably hit right just below projection. So that's the hope. Um, I don't think they need to do that. Um, he also has Adam Thielen against Tampa. That could be a tough-ish matchup, but also not really. Carlton Davis, who was talked up as being a good uh, – Pretty good cover corner this year. Got absolutely toasted by Tyreek Hill his last time out. He did get a week to recover, but he also had to think about Tyreek Hill running past him for an extra week. Um, and I assume that Carlton Davis will probably lock on to Thielen rather than Justin Jefferson. Uh, I believe Thielen is the true one, although they're very, very close in uh, talent, ability, and uh, all that good stuff. He also will have Robbie Anderson as Denver. Denver's playing with like zero people in the defensive backfield. A.J. Boye just recently suspended, um, and they have a young rookie who has a 
weird name that I couldn't pronounce if I had to. Uh, I believe he just went to IR. So Robbie Anderson with no DJ Moore could be good. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that game here shortly. For me, I got Justin Jefferson as my new number one receiver against Tampa, that same matchup. I'm going to need Justin Jefferson to ball out in that matchup. Chase Claypool at Buffalo. I need Chase Claypool to not play 40% of the snaps. I need Ben to shut the fuck up about James Washington. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's great. Ben likes him. He trusts him. Deontay drops the ball a fuck ton. Get my man Chase the ball. Let him have a 38-point game again, and we'll just you know move on. Steelers need to win. They're probably going to have to throw a little bit to keep up. They can't run the ball worth shit anyhow, so that's the way that's going to be. Um, then I have an open spot at wide receiver as well as an open spot at flex. My options are going to be between, at this point, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, and Curtis Samuel. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to play Curtis Samuel as long as he's cleared. I, that's kind of been my my uh, pocket ace for a while since uh, I found out that um, th- basically that's been my thought the whole time. CMC is probably not going to play. They like to use Curtis Samuel out of the backfield. DJ Moore is not going to play. They like to use Curtis Samuel on the field. Teddy's not afraid to throw it to him. Curtis Samuel has the most targets over the past three or four weeks of the group of wide receivers. I think Curtis Samuel in a decent matchup. We'll get the ball a decent amount. Um, so I'm going to be playing Curtis Samuel. He's got no projection right now. Uh, and he it's not even a guarantee that he plays. He, I believe, is a close contact, not an actual person that has COVID. So he should be cleared. I think he's going to – I think it's tomorrow. But uh, whatever. The You know, if you read the press clippings, it looks like he's going to be good to go. And then with that other spot, um, it's probably going to be T. Higgins against Dallas. Um, I wish it was still at least the second string quarterback, but now we're on to the third string quarterback. So that makes it a little bit harder. Uh, that, that flex spot's going to be up in the air. I do think I'm going to be going with Curtis Samuel in the third wide receiver spot at uh, running back. Jeff's going to have Derrick Henry against Jacksonville. I already talked about that. I think Derrick Henry probably has a good game. Uh, the hope in that one is maybe they get a pretty solid lead and Derrick Henry, you know, they pull him out after his hundred yards and two touchdowns and he doesn't, you know, beat on me any more than he did a few weeks ago whenever his overtime touchdown run basically sealed Jeff's win against me. Uh, he also has Wayne Goldman against Arizona. That actually could be a good matchup for Wayne Goldman. Uh, Wayne Goldman's been running hard. The Giants have been playing well. They're going to use him. Daniel Jones should be back, though. Um, maybe that takes away from the amount of carries Goldman gets. So I'm going to need Arizona to step the fuck up. I got Dalvin against Tampa. Tampa's the best run defense in football over the past, you know, in the last season, they were very good against the run. But Dalvin's volume is going to be up. Alexander Madison probably not going to play, so Dalvin's going to be out there pretty much most of the time. He's going to have to get in the end zone. Last week, they gave the uh, running back touchdown to C.J. Ham, I believe. Uh, so we're going to need Dalvin to step up. Chris Carson. Okay, back to that Jets and Seahawks matchup. Talked about the possibility of Russ and D.K. maybe underperforming their projection. In that scenario, we're maybe giving a boost to Chris Carson. Um Maybe they're going to get him a full workload, looking at maybe 20 touches. Hopefully he gets in the end zone. He's been okay and limited-ish work since he came back two weeks ago. Um, So we need a big game out of Chris Carson. Tight end position. Jeff's going to roll with Gasicki against Kansas City. Solid play. Uh, Kansas City not great against tight ends. Miami is going to have to throw the ball. Um, 
Tua, young quarterback, they they do generally like to find the tight end. That's not a guarantee that Tua is playing yet, I don't think, but I that's the way I uh, anticipate it to go. Hayden Hurst for me against the Chargers. Now with Julio out, uh, you would think that gives more targets to Hurst, although the trend is Matt Ryan's bad without Julio and Hayden Hurst has been bad without Julio. Really, nobody's good without Julio on the field. Um, but the Chargers are pretty bad against tight end. Then I got that empty flex spot. Jeff's playing Mike Evans in the flex. Uh, big projection for Evans against Minnesota. Minnesota is very bad in the secondary. Uh, a lot of mouths to feed in Tampa, excuse me. But I think that Mike Evans, if healthy and plays, now he did pop up after the bye with a hamstring injury. So that's an interesting thing to watch. Um, if the fantasy gods do have even the slightest bit of love for me, they will uh, They'll have Mike Evans rest that hammy for the playoffs. And Jeff will have to turn elsewhere. Not that he has terrible options on the bench. He's got a decent amount of options. Uh, Butker and Lutz, two of the best doing it at the kicker spot. A little scared last week for Will Lutz as he was, uh, they, I think he had a hammy or a quad injury. Um, I believe there was a time where they went for two because he wasn't ready to kick. Now he did come back and uh, make a couple PATs later in the game. Seattle defense for me against the Jets. I need a big, big number out of that. They're projected nine. I need like a 20 piece. Uh, and then he's got Arizona defense against the Giants, which again, is a solid play. Uh, he's also got Tampa against Minnesota. I do expect Minnesota to score. Um, Kirk may turn the ball over, but I think that Daniel Jones is probably more likely to turn the ball over. Uh, obviously, Jeff's got a big lead now in projection as I've got some people out of my lineup until I make a decision. Uh, I think Jeff's going to win. Um, it's not a nagging situation. It's just a matter of fact. If I play Cam Akers last night, I feel a little bit better about it. But even with Cam Akers and no Julio, I still don't feel great about it. But a 21-point jump start definitely makes you feel better uh and and it covers up some of those glaring holes so i think jeff moves on and i think that dj moves on which would set up jeff versus Barr and dj versus stacy it would be two versus three one versus four or i'm sorry one versus five um next week and then that would have me and ethan playing for fifth and sixth place I believe that would also take place next week. So that's my projection, and looking forward beyond that, I think Stacy would wipe the floor with DJ, and I think that Jeff would beat Barr. And how how just would perfect would this season be if our finals is Stacy versus Jeff, number one versus number two? Theoretically, he was number one or two most of the season. He's now three, obviously, but you get it. Uh, Stacy versus Jeff in the final, and. Well, that's a story that'll write itself. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak it into potential existence. We're just gonna say if that happens, we all know what side we'd be riding with, um, and that would be 2020 uh, in a total nutshell. That would be a that would be a fun final to uh, to be a part of, and that I believe that final, the finals week is Christmas week, uh, so we'd have some games on the 25th the 26th and the 27th, three consecutive days. I don't believe there's, I think there's a, there's no Christmas Eve game. I'm pretty sure. And there's no Monday night game that's that week. I'm pretty sure I, I could be wrong on that. I'm not, I know there's, I know there's three Christmas games though. Um, so anyhow, that's where we're at. Uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this. I'm sure everybody's so thrilled to hear my opinions on, uh, basically my own team and how fucking stupid I am. Um, I don't know. I, whatever. You know, it's fantasy football. Um, it's not everything, guys. Grow up. It's it's not like, you know, I I can live my life with, without it. I mean, I don't need it. It's, it doesn't, I mean, 
I'm probably going to get off here and, you know, maybe read some fantasy articles or check some rankings or read, listen to a podcast, but it doesn't matter. Like I can get over it. We, it's it's only going to be going on for two more weeks anyhow, win or lose. So whatever, like all I want for Christmas is a championship or two, but I guess I'll, I guess I'll get over it or, you know, whatever. Fuck it.